What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well, as well as the, the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another volume of I Dig Records, a Dan Cable Presents podcast coming at you once again. Hope everybody is doing well out there. If you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, and that will help propel this thing into the tops of the iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, which is just a great way to help contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing, helping strangers find the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to the folks that have already taken the time to do that. If you are not listening on iTunes, then just go ahead, hit like, follow, subscribe, wherever you are listening from. The podcast is on Spotify now, if that's your preferred place of listening to things. I've also been dropping some monthly playlists there every first of the month, so stay tuned for that October one coming at you this Friday, as well as the regular Dan Cable Presents programming that comes out every Friday, which is usually myself in conversation with an artist, band, musician, something Along those lines, last week I had Carrie Alexander from Bad Bad Hats, which was such a fun chat. Cannot uh, encourage you enough to go back and listen to that one. They are such a great band. But every Friday, all genres of music covered on the podcast. And if you're new to the programming here, every other Wednesday, episodes of I Dig Records coming out usually is co-hosted by my cousin, Rob, but uh, I'm giving him some time off while he settles into his new digs 
in LA. So I've been having some guest hosts do it. And a couple weeks back, I had my buddy Daniel G. Harmon come on and we talked about a face-to-face record, which was super fun. And I've got some other great ones planned ahead. But for volume 26, I hit up my my bud Andrew Harrison, who I met about five years ago or so. I guess it's probably even closer to six at this point. And Andrew reached out to me real early on of me doing the podcast. And he sent me music from his band at that time called Hammerhead, which he played in with our friend Tyler Robeson. And they came on the podcast, I think, episode four and would make a couple other appearances. And I became friends with them and ended up managing their band for a while. And it became a band called Brother Not Brother after that and just had such an amazing time and an experience getting to be a part of of this thing that I really believed in and thought was really great and just always appreciated that they wanted me to be a part of it and friendships and experiences I got out of it are very cool and both of them just turned me on to so much good music and became a great resource for that as well. So when I was thinking about guest hosts... Andrew's name definitely crossed my mind and I hit him up and asked him about maybe some records he would want to talk about and I ended up choosing this Pine Grove album from 2016 called Cardinal that both of us enjoy quite a bit so that is what you are going to hear us chat about on this episode we are just hanging out in Andrew's living room listening to the record and and talking about moments in it and giving it all the praise. So the links for Pine Grove will be in the episode notes. The link for Andrew will also be in the episode notes. He's got a project called Blue U these days, so you can check that out on all the streaming services. I would recommend it. And uh, before we get into the episode, I do want to shout out some calendar dates going on at Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. If you want to see some free music on one of these Sundays or Wednesdays coming up on October 6th, Jeff Chilton and the JC Proof crew will be over there throwing down the jazz jams. That's always a great show. October 10th, DJ Honeychild will be there. I believe that's her going away show from Portland. So she'll be spinning vinyl over there. Wednesday, October 13th, former guest of the podcast, Sam Densmore, will be there. And then the guest for this week's episode will be there on October 27th. And he will be playing a solo set down there, maybe with some friends as well. So stay tuned for that. And uh, don't forget, free music going on, Produce Row, every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And Sundays, 1 p.m., to 3 p.m. all ages great opportunity to bring some kids out to see some music and grab some good food and with that we are going to jump in to volume 26 of i dig records talking with andrew harrison about pine groves cardinal record let's do the damn thing i just want everybody to know that i dig records I dig records, bro. All right, man. You I dig records, to, bro. Are you ready to do this thing that I've asked you to do here today in your living room? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. We're, we're doing I Dig Records, volume... I think this is volume 26. Okay. Maybe 27. And I've asked you here to co-host this lovely episode where we're going to talk about this 2016 album from Pine Grove called Old Friends. I asked you no, to... No, it's called Cardinal. You we're going to do this 2016 album from Pine Grove called Cardinal. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's called Cardinal. It's called Cardinal. I asked you to select three albums for me, mm-hmm. and I picked one out of the bunch, 
And as much as I was drawn to wanting to pick the Andrew Bird record that you selected, just because I, I don't know too much front to back Andrew Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been cool. I think we can keep that one on the back burner for some, uh, so maybe future episode that we do. And, okay. and you also picked this bright eyes album. Uh, what's that one called? The people's key, the people's key, which I thought was an interesting pick. Cause it's later in their discography, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's maybe a record that isn't as well liked or received by the fan base. I don't really know the bright eyes catalog. Sure. That well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just say quickly about those two. The that Andrew Bird album is deep cut, I think, from two thousand four or two thousand five. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And that Bright Eyes album was, you know, that's the last album that Bright Eyes released before they took this long hiatus and then they just like last year released another one. And I thought that that album, that People's Key album, you know, because keep in mind Connor Oberst was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two when he released I'm wide awake. It's morning and like started getting really popular. So people's key, you know, he just, the band just seemed more refined. And I thought that that album was as far as bright eyes albums go. I thought it's thought it to be sort of a masterpiece all around. So, um, check it out. All right. Anyway, we're not here to talk about either of those albums. We're not doing Andrew bird. We're not doing Bright Eyes because you put Cardinal in the mix from Pine Grove, mm-hmm. and this is probably one of my favorite albums that has come out in the last five years, um, and a band that really just uh, has a special place in my heart now. Yeah, man. If I think it filled a void in my life musically when we were on that little tour to Denver, I think, and you were like... You were like, oh, we should listen to some Pine Grove. And Tyler was like, oh, cool. I'd listen to some Pine Grove. And then I'm like, what's Pine Grove? And you were just like, oh, dude. I just knew that you were Yeah, you were like, it. you're going to love this band. You're going to love this band. And I was like, all right, let's 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 hear it. And yeah, immediately, I think Old Friends was probably the first song that you played. And I was just like hooked right away. There's something about, um, there's something about a mix of like really simple songwriting in the sense that like musically they're not too they're fairly straightforward but there's these little interesting um sort of like intersecting indie rock slash country slash emo moments right musically they're very talented so even when they're keeping it somewhat simple they're throwing in this these like little these really interesting sort of under the radar elements that kind of just feed the overall vibe but on top of the like sort of simple music it just in terms of like chord structures and you know like it's it's kind of standard rock music in that way it's a lot of just like one five four six whatever but his melodies like his melodies are super interesting and unique and uh i think just the first time that it hit my ears it just felt so like something super fresh and then on top of that like I just dig his style. I dig his lyrics. I dig his sort of stream of consciousness style of lyrics. And um, yeah, I think obviously it's resonated with a lot of people because I think that stream of consciousness style kind of like what it does is it it paints like an interesting vibe. Um, you know, I think especially a lot of the songs on this album, like upon first listen, like you don't really know what the song's about, but there's going to be a line or two that really jumps out and yeah. grabs you hard <laughs> and breaks your heart. Yeah. Something. And it's going to speak to you and whatever thing you're oh, dealing with in dude. your life. It's just like a, it feels like a peek into a dude's very cool journal. Um, and I think that they're, uh, yeah, they're somewhat unique in that sense of like, you know, he doesn't, it, it the lyrics a lot of times feel unfiltered in the best way. Where he's not, it do, they don't seem overly edited to make it, you know, really fit like a like a nice poem with like a standard Dude. meter and stuff. It's like if he has to throw in a couple extra syllables into the line, then he just changes the melody and does something different on the second. Like you know, like I can be very rigid when I write songs where I'm like picking apart words to find words that fit the meter perfectly, similar to how you'd write a poem. And the way that he just sort of like freeforms everything gives it a very cool vibe. Yeah. I love like his uh, 
his attitude towards that with the delivery, you know, and not trying to like fit everything into this rigid place. You know, there's not always structure to it. And I think he's really the first one for me that really got me thinking about lyrics differently and what I liked about lyrics and this Mm -hmm. whole abstract style of maybe even not, not everything feeling very linear. It feels like Mm -hmm. incomplete thoughts at times. Yeah. Which I think is really fucking cool. Like we'll get a lot of, he leaves a lot of gaps for it to be open to interpretation, but not in like a forced way or a cheesy way, but just in a way where it's like, yeah, this is going to mean so many different things to a room of people because it's purposefully like vague in a, in a, yeah. in a, what feels like a measured way to me, I was really diving into the lyrics today on some of these songs and just being like, man, it's so, yeah, we'll get into it. But even just the way he phrases things sometimes, right. cause when, sometimes when you just read the lyrics, you're like, he's not even like <laughs> the, nothing about that lyric is actually even particularly good, but the way that he sings it with the music it lands yeah, so well for sure and yeah. it kicks like from the get-go with old friends which is the first track there i don't know there's no way i listen to this and don't want to hear more of what this dude has to say or like what this band is i was so my introduction to pine grove is is the co-founder and okay talking to them about what they were listening to at the time on the road. And this was a band that was heavily influencing them. And, uh, yeah, I just, I checked it out from there and was just like, this is so fucking like, I just never heard the the emo and folk world being bridged in this way. I don't think. Totally. Keep going over it, over and over My steps iterate my shame How come every outcome such come down Lately afternoon with the shades drawn down Kept saying I just wanted to I think there's a moment on every single song That I like look forward to Yeah, so like you're talking about with the, the lines that stick out It's just like every single song Has this thing that I am waiting for to happen anxiously Right. While enjoying the rest of the trip to get there. No, I agree. I was obsessed with this song when I first when you yeah, when you first showed it to me. This is like one of just one of my favorite songs of like the last five years. Yeah. It's so good. Totally. I saw your boyfriend at the port authority. Sort of fucked up place. Well so I averted my stride on it. Coming back, we're going over your place, huh? I feel like we could forget about it. I feel like I could mellow out. I, I also don't think I realized until I, I got to see them live how good this band is. Right. There are seasons. Every single one of them. Just well, yeah, and I was so glad they put out that live album because you get to really see that they're just like crushing musicians. That Amperland. New York thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching that this morning. And uh, that is a great entry point, I think, into that band. If you haven't seen them live, just to understand how good they all are as musicians. Right. The drummer just throws down the most solid rhythm for some of this stuff that creates a lot of those tempo changes that are like keep this whole thing interesting. This is one of those moments, so yeah, lyrically too. On the bus a few months ago, I saw some old friends at her funeral. My steps keep splitting my grief through these solipsistic moods. I should call my parents when I think of them. Should tell my friends when I love them. Maybe I should have gone out a bit more. Guys are still in town. I mean, it just gives me goosebumps and. It's funny to me that in the same song, you can have, uh, you know, he says something like, saw your boyfriend at the Port Authority, sort of fucked up place. Very stream of consciousness, conversational, whatever. Then he hits you with this, uh, saw Leah on the bus a few months ago, saw some old friends at her funeral, which is just like, ugh. And then he says, uh, 
steps keep splitting my grief through these solipsistic moods like this ultra poetic beautiful line and then back to something really simple where he's just like i should call my parents when i think of them i should tell my friends when i love them that's the one every single time that verse is just (laughs) it's incredible it's absolutely incredible i love it and there is like some storytelling in there you sort of realize then at that point that that's sort of what this song is about and what, what it was inspired by you know and uh but yeah i think that 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 lyric in particular the uh I saw Leah on the bus a few months ago. I saw some old friends at her funeral. It's so good. Yeah, and like you're saying, it it works that way because you just like don't have context for anything else before that. Yeah, you have. Yeah, that, he comes uh, in late with the context. Yeah, saw your boyfriend at the port authority before that. That's, yeah, that's not leading you into. Uh, yeah, where that's happening next. Also, from going to this music festival, I just got back from from getting back from Tree Fort to see this band's influence that it's had on the scene mm-hmm. is is and, very and impressive. Sort of like, like I just saw this band swim camp from Philadelphia and there's no way in my mind that they aren't, don't like Pine Grove and that right. hasn't infected their writing process somehow. <clears throat> or so many of the people I'm talking to is just like, also Oh, just, Pine Grove was huge. Yeah. Just, it gave, even if Pine Grove wasn't necessarily a major influence on that band, if you are emo adjacent in 2021, like Pine Grove has helped maintain a stage for those types of bands and maintain like, you know, a platform in a way where people are obviously still interested in stuff like that. But I think it takes a couple bands like a Pine Grove that's a little bit bigger that has that vibe to keep it alive because Pine Grove really is only like, they're like, a few clicks away from some really straight, they're a few clicks away from being blind pilot. And they are a few clicks away from being like Casey Musgraves. And then there are a few clicks away from being, um, I don't know, something maybe a little bit more emo, but they're not instead they're their own thing, but they can appeal to lots of, uh, lots of listeners because they have so many different little, genre elements like mixed in oh for sure it it definitely is a has a wide appeal it it hits upon a lot of different stuff i think it's also a cool band as as an example to maybe someone that really loves singing and maybe can hear good melodies but isn't maybe the great purest singer because evan hall is not He's not like an amazing singer. His melodies are killer. His feel mm-hmm. and his delivery is right. is great. He's not. I don't think he necessarily fits into what you would say is classically an no, unreal he, singer. He has a unique voice. He he can he can sing solidly, but yeah, he's got a unique sounding voice. It's not as he's definitely like a, I think a better singer than like a Connor Oberst. But uh, yeah, you're right. He's not like. He's not belting these songs. People aren't walking away going like, wow, that dude's voice was like so incredible. And if they are, they're doing it because of all of the other, because of the lyrics and the delivery and the way it's landing. There's like a lot of beautiful moments in his voice cracking at times Mm -hmm. or getting really high like that. There's some great raw moments on this record. Was walking with my neck out Some ways that I wish that I was Out on the bevel sound It sounds like everything else You'll know it when you hear it Cause you know the way my voice felt Ignore my tone and everything I sing, I sing The live show, man. You gotta see the live show. Yeah, yeah, I'd, l- I'd like to. Because then you get, you get all the the communal aspects of everyone singing harmonies, and 
that whole energy is very present most of the time. A lot of, like, even the drummer has a mic. Almost everybody has a mic in front of them. So that's just killer. Um, yeah, what are, your, what are some of your favorite tracks on Cardinal? Yeah, so, I mean, Old Friends. First off, this is, like, one of those rare... I mean, I guess it's technically, like, a... An EP. I don't know. There's about eight songs. I don't know what constitutes it's an album. a full album. It's a full album. It's short. It's a 30-minute one, which is great. Yeah. There's not a song on here that I don't like. Um, I think that they're all great on their own. I think my favorites are probably Old Friends, Aphasia, uh, Visiting, and Waveform. Aphasia is another one of those, like... This is a Pine Grove classic in the catalog. This is also one that throws you for a loop on the different movements and tempos, which is amazing. This is what kind of carves this band out as unique at times. Yeah. I feel like you have this sing-along thing kind of going on here. It's a lullaby thing, and you're just like, there's nothing that's going to prepare you for the second movement. Yeah. Yeah, it just pops into this like really cool groove. Yeah, it's fat. It's this huge pocket. This pace around the place of quiet in myself. Wake the next and see my silence when I felt. When I thought I had this pattern sorted out. Apparently my venture calls. Is there any is there any particular lyrics in this one that you yeah, absolutely. Noted. This is a great vocal moment right here. But if I don't have you by me, then Yeah, this is real rock. Yeah, that whole section, he says, uh, something tonight was such a letdown on my pride. It takes a part of me I don't got to take some things in stride. I'd pace around the place so quiet in myself. I'd wake the next and see my silence went unfelt. And he's, the song he's talking about, basically I, having some sort of closure conversation with somebody, potentially, a, it sounds like a lover, that he finally had this opportunity to say some things that he wasn't able to say. And uh, yeah, I think just the way that he sort of paints this picture of like, you know, at first he's kind of like, on a high that he was able to get a chance to say it all. I mean, that's what he means when he's saying so long aphasia, because aphasia is a condition where you can't remember certain words. Uh, But then acknowledging too that it's like, once it settles in, that it didn't hit his pride super well after all, and now he's got to sit with that, and now his head's all full of doubt, and he's like, fuck, like, you know, and I don't know. It's just the the way that he, that the song sort of builds around to that is very cool. Um, the one day I won't define myself by the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, exactly. It all builds to this moment of sort of forced closure for him where he's like, you know, it's not where I'm at right now, but one day 
yeah, one day I won't dis- define myself by the one I'm thinking of. And if one day I won't need it, then one day you won't need it. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's good. It's so really good, it's Evan a, Hall. It's a beautiful sort of heartbreak song that I think, uh, yeah, it just feels very, like so many of his lyrics, it just feels very, like, very human, very raw, doesn't feel like he's editing his story or his feelings so that it can be you know more i don't know so that the lyrics can be smarter or be more captivating or something he's just really telling it how it is yeah yeah he definitely has that ability to for his uh you may maybe just stream of consciousness of the lyrics there's just always these moments that that seem to connect heavy, and like totally. you're saying, it could be probably so many different things for different people listening to these lyrics too, just because they they are so mysterious about what he's actually talking about at times. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's. Um, I think a lot of times when bands have that sort of stream stream of consciousness approach something big that they're missing is that it's like no the song is literally not about anything so yeah sure people can draw their own conclusions the way that someone can draw conclusions about like i am the walrus by the beatles and be like it's about this it's about this uh whereas like for him it's like it feels like it's a mix of like words thrown together because they sound cool and poetic and they fit with his melody and actual like stream of consciousness poetic thoughts that are you know amazing and really mean something and have something deep behind it this part's amazing yeah i actually had a note about it because i love how yeah i just love the music matching that mood of after the drugs have worn off yeah you're, it's the it's the come down yeah and even in this moment maybe you think that you have come down yeah just to be blasted off again or just to just to feel a little bit of it again and, and just this this vocal going on in the background yeah. is so good I agree. I just don't know a band that like kind of like fucks with tempo the way that they do in such an interesting way to make these straight ahead songs feel so interesting. Like the the tempo of the song is like completely changed and they're just like maintaining this this solid like gang vocal in the background. Yeah, and then the rhythms are getting more complicated and like Yeah, and then just going into a straight, like, emo rock moment. It's so hard not to sing along. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Like that? Yeah. God, yeah, in 2016, when this came, it's just like, it's exactly what I needed to hear. You know, it made me, uh, made me love discovering music again. Because I feel like I hadn't been discovering that much at that point. Yeah. I think, yeah, Pine Grove's definitely like a good band to send you down a rabbit hole of other great bands, too. Yeah. This is a, a great spotify radio band mm-hmm. um yeah so much good stuff will come out of of listening to some pine grove but it's it's very impressive just how killer it is front to back and yeah and because it's 30 minutes this is the type of album if it's set on loop i'll just listen to it again right yeah it's so to good it. i listened to it twice today um yeah I just think something that's cool about Pine Grove too is that they have just such a unique sound. Obviously, they've drawn from all these influences and bands before them, but they've really made their own thing with it. And, you know, I think that there's something to be said for bands that release lots of music and continue to, like, really reinvent themselves and kind of push what it is that they're doing and... You know, I think if you're maybe like a Jimmy World or somebody, some of that is a little warranted. You've been around for so long, you kind of have to. Pine Grove is one of those bands that like 
feels like they've really just stuck to their sound, but not in a way where it feels like, come on, guys, you're just putting out the same album over and over. They're not. Like, it does feel like it's evolving and maturing, the sound, yes. but it's, it's still, like, very much that super unique Pine Grove sound that you want. So when they come out with a new album, like, the fan base is just like, yeah. yeah. And they've added some good members of the bands as well along the way. And also, I've been doing a little digging to talk about this. It seems that they're really just producing these records on their own. It's It seems that Evan, the singer, and then the drummer and the guitar player, who are brothers, I believe, are also really involved in the producing and mixing of these albums. Mm-hmm. So it's a really in-house kind of family yeah, band type style of thing which i think is is rad when you can kind of self-regulate i guess in some way and, and you don't necessarily need someone from outside to come in and well i think that that's what you know that's part of the reason why like i drew a comparison to a band like blind pilot so blind pilot also records in that way and it's this big you know family of musicians of people that have played together all sort of sort of centered around all very capable but very much centered around israel but yeah they don't they don't go into some studio and like have a bunch of input on no they just they do it all as a band they do it all together and then because of that it gives them their sort of like really solid unique sound because they're so involved in the whole process which yeah yeah there's something to that aside from being able to like make these these great transitions tempo wise i think they also just are so good at like dragging the tempo at times mm-hmm. i think this song the way it starts off is it has a, this kind of like wavy feel to it that sure feels like it's dragging on you a little bit or the way that they'll just subtly speed something out like it's almost like this oscillator effect or it's just being like driven forward mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're at a much faster tempo than you were. Yeah. No, they do a lot of cool messing around with like the pushing and pulling of the tempo just ever so slightly or playing right in front of the beat versus playing just behind the beat like they're doing right now. And it gives it, yeah, it gives it this very sort of like kind of dreamy ballady feel that just makes you want to sway and put your arm around your neighbor at the show say hey i'm an emo kid too yeah i'm i'm curious to know how many people that really like pine grove are people who really enjoyed the emo sure genre you know because this does feel like the mature emo you know or the or the the dad rock emo or Mm -hmm. you know just yeah 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 like i i'd be curious to know if you went to a a Pine Grove show and you surveyed, you know, 25% of the audience and you were like, how many of you, or like even just like list your favorite bands when you were in high school, your top three, how many people would right. be like brand new, uh, you know, death cab, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know, whatever, like so just listing like some straightforward emo bands. Um, I want to, I want to cycle back to then again think this song this is the second track this is the the third track it's just the one that starts off starts off kicking totally nervous to go yeah to japan yeah this is the one that like when i first started first time i heard this album i remember being like i don't know about this one <laughs> but then it just it tra- it just switches to a different a new vibe pretty quickly i was totally nervous to go to japan i tried to travel also, just that that line to start off. I was right. totally nervous to go to Japan. Yeah, it's like, cool man. Thanks. I tried to travel once. I lost my keys. Like, off into a whole different song I, I feel like this is also where you can hear like how bitching the guitar players are in this band I'm waking in an unusual 
because they have so much stuff that's down tempo and, and sad, but they have so much stuff that yeah. drives like this that you can just like jump up and down to, and it has like this punk rock energy to it a little bit. This moment. So good. This is the song that I remember most from seeing them play live. This song is so beautiful. Great sing-alongs in this song as well. Oh, yeah. And also just another jam where, like, the line that follows each sometimes has nothing to do with what he was talking about before. Love that little positive affirmation that he like drops in there. It's like we're good at things, and you know what? So so are a lot of our friends, yeah, and we should, we should let them know. Yeah. We should say something we about should, these yeah. things. Let's get after it. I, I like his acknowledgement of those things, and like what we were talking about with old friends, where he's like, oh, I should call my parents and you know tell them that I love them, and I should tell my friends what I'm thinking yeah, of them. Or, say some real simple, very like conversational thing that is very sweet and profound and just wholesome yeah what made you throw this in into the mix when i asked you like pick three records like how does how does this is this like the top of the head this one comes in um i mean i think i was probably primed by seeing our friend david play and he covered old friends yeah i just remembered how much i've fucking love this album i listened to it for a little while so yeah i would say the other two are more sort of like oh i could talk about those albums for days because i've already dissected every single aspect of them and this one i really have just been a fan of and just listened to it a lot as a fan of the music but you know haven't really dissected it as much as i would other stuff like as a songwriter um but yeah I when I thought about it when I really thought about it I was like it probably is a top a, definitely a top album for me of the last five years I would put it in my top five for sure and do you uh, you feel like this stuff has infected your own songwriting yeah I think so to a degree um, it has to have because there's a song there are songs that I've written that I've shared with people like our friend Keisha and with David and like there have been times when they've been like oh this reminds me of a Pine Grove song like something about something that I've written they'll be like this reminds me of a Pine Grove song so clearly yeah it's had it's had some influence on me and I think so much of that ends up being a lot of times it ends up being subconscious like your subconscious your ear when you write something, you know, you write a melody or something and you immediately think to yourself, I like that. And it's like, well, you like it because it reminds you of this other band that you also like. 
but you don't know that in the moment you know sometimes it takes another ear to be like oh that section is sort of like a pine grove yeah. thing and you're like oh yeah i guess it kind of is but so yeah i just i love his melodies especially his the way that he kind of weaves in and out of stuff in verses and then yeah i just appreciate his lyrics i appreciate that not every line has to be some perfect like you know um some perfect like banger line that's just like you know like a lot of times you know there are a lot of like death cab songs or bright eye songs where like you can go through those lyrics with a fine comb and like every single line i mean they're right they're like poetry and not to say that this isn't like poetry but i like that he has this looser element this more stream of consciousness element and i feel like that has inspired me in my own writing to like sometimes like sometimes maybe i should just work around the line that i thought of the moment i was writing the song you know that i thought that i just sang because it like rolled off the tongue and sounded cool and it kind of means something but it doesn't mean anything specific but like sometimes those lines are worth maybe like keeping in place or yeah. trying to build a verse off of that line because i would imagine i don't know for sure but when i listen when i look at his lyrics and listen to some of these th- songs i think that there's some stuff um that i wouldn't be surprised if like yeah he is sort of like he's got his melody and then he's sort of just like stream of consciousness singing and then he'll sing a song like or sing a um line like if I did what I wanted, then why do I feel so bad? And then he decides to keep it in there. And like the lines before that are very, very cool as well. But like that last line doesn't, it, it kind of fits into that verse, but it's not like a perfect fit. And it, to me, stuff like there's like little Easter eggs like that, where I'm just like, yeah, I think that that's sort of like a, lo- a lot of how he probably writes um, or, or at least some of the time. Yeah. So it's definitely shaped the way I think about lyrics just as a, a listener. And then also writing my own lyrics for this, the same reason. She's like, Oh, not all of this needs to make sense in a linear fashion. And sometimes it's okay to just like throw out this random line that you thought of in this place. And Maybe it fits somehow, but doesn't really uh, have any relation to what you were writing about previously. But yeah, if you can just like deliver it with that feel and the melody is right, then yeah, none of it matters. No, you can say, that's what I liked about Waveform is he's got this, it's the chorus and he says, uh, in a little while I'll go unless you might want to hang a while, then I won't. You're the only one I found so far, so outside I could be around, so come down, come over. It's like, when you just read it, it's it's not like it's like bad or dumb or anything, but you're just sort of like, okay, it's a little all over the place and sort of, but the way that he sings it is incredible. It's like one of my favorite choruses on the whole album. Yeah. Um, and it's the way that he's phrasing things, it's the way that he's, the way that he's hitting the melody in and out of those different lines and stanzas, it just totally works and yeah it gives it this whole new delivery where it doesn't matter that the lyrics just on their own on paper aren't so incredibly deep like he adds the depth through the way that it's delivered hey everybody just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by north 45 pub located in the alphabet district of northwest portland they've got a killer selection of belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out, and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. New Friends is the, the last track on the album, which I love how there's... These book it, this bookend, mm-hmm. kicking it off with old friends, 
which is definitely has a little bit more of a downer feel. This one, I feel like, has some uplift to it, even though he's talking about some pretty heavy shit. But this is a great example of the lyric thing, where in the beginning of the song, he's like, Steve's in Germany, that's it. Try to think of anybody else. Nope, no, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just this incomplete thought really that somehow just giving you feels amazing giving you a you know a look into his mind what how he's feeling when he's at a party and he's like i don't know anybody here and like one of the thoughts that he obviously stuck with him which is him looking for his friend being like ah oh, he's in germany and then being like anyone else nope <laughs> Just crushing. Strings fray like good day. Tied round my finger. I felt so great. He's also got that line in this song, the uh I resolved to make new friends. I liked my old ones, but I fucked up, so I'll start again. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah. So good. So I to yeah, here comes one of those shifts that you like to talk about. Yeah, all these songs you do want to be like singing along by the end, though. Yeah. I can just feel a crowd just belting that, you know. And it's summer and I'm still done. Yeah, it's just so nice, like, because it's, it's heavy, but there's that communal feel again to it. It makes it feel like there's all these people feeling this thing at the same time. Yeah. And hopefully you don't feel so alone in it or, you know, yeah. someone else is seeing your shit, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's got that cool, you know, sometimes... Uh, Sometimes folks like, you know, maybe can be a little too, too heavy, too revealing with their feelings or thought. Like sometimes it's it's best left a little more simply or a little more vague. Something just like, like shit. It's the end of summer and I'm still in love with her. I'm gonna try to forget it, as opposed to going so and like saving that for just one part of the song, as opposed to just doing like an entire song about <laughs> how fucking heartbroken you are about this. You know, like. It's a it's a it's a cool approach to songwriting, I think. To and it it speaks to the sort of stream of consciousness where it's like he started this whole thing starts off about yeah feeling alone in a party and then sort of comes around to the like oh maybe part of the loneliness is like because I'm not over this girl yet. That's a piece of it as well. Yeah, man. This is this has shown me the light on that because I was definitely always someone that gravitated towards more of. You know, just be as revealing as possible. And that's the way to mm-hmm. connect with people because you're saying something so vulnerable and forward. But I, the the mind shift is definitely flipped to where now it's it's feel over everything. Mm-hmm. And this has it the through and through. Yeah. Front to back. It's like a perfect record. Right. And by that, you mean like the feel of the song as opposed to. Yeah, I think there's there's something there's a, there's such a thing as too revealing sometimes, especially in this genre of music. And some people really like that, but um, yeah, I think Pine Grove find, strikes a real nice balance. Yeah, I d- I don't I don't know who else is I don't know doing it much better than than this the the past few years for sure. And everything that it has followed has been pretty great, especially that Marigold record which is the most recent one and that that live show album even that i don't know if you have that yellow album it's like it's got a bunch of demos on I have, it i have all of them daniel okay good i have good them man. all i have them i don't have the the live one on uh, vinyl but yeah i think it's called everything so far mm-hmm. yeah it's got a bunch of demos some of the, some of the, the songs from this album you have the demos on there which is cool to see how those 
evolved as well yeah, from, I think from that to this. That's another one of those firsts with this band is something I was interested in actually hearing those demo versions to see how different they were and mm-hmm. I would gladly listen to that just as much as these fully fleshed out songs. Yeah, because there is just a rawness to the writing that is captured so well and that they really honor, I think, even in the fully, you know, the album production versions, they honor the the rawness of the song in a way where it doesn't, none of these recordings feel sloppy or whatever, but it's just, they're certainly not overproduced by any means. Right. Like they, There's no extra polish on it. It nope. feels like they captured what they did in the room and tried to be really respectful with the overdubs on the mm-hmm. album to mm-hmm. still maintain that feel. And it feels like there's probably some imperfect moments that just yeah. felt better than trying to overdub something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the reality is some of those songs, like there's no other way to record it than to track it live and you can overdub vocals and, and a couple things, but like drums, bass and guitars, the, the staple of it, has to be tracked live because they're switching up tempo too much. So you can't record all that shit separately the way that, you know, a lot of bands would maybe go in, record a scratch track, and then kind of like start overdubbing each instrument over the scratch track, but everything is to a metronome. And like, so it's all super tight. Yeah. Um, and just the mechanics of the way recording works, there's a, a good chunk of the songs on this album where it's like, that's not, that wouldn't have been a possibility. Right. So you do get that sort of kind of live organic feel because that's how they had to track most of it. So, Which also speaks to just how good they are as musicians across the board. Yeah. Just all of them seem, seem like they just absolutely crush along with this dude's songwriting. The Apple version has a couple, has this like expanded version. I don't know if it's on Spotify as well, but it's got this Patterson and Leo demo on it. And... It's got waveform anaphasia demos and then live versions of old friends and new friends, which is cool. That is cool. Is this one on the record after? Yeah, this is on Skylight. The one that has Intrepid and Portal. Portal is one of my favorite Pine Gruff songs for sure. nice to get to hear some of these like bands of this genre now i guess getting to hear a lot of these bedroom versions though of, of the demos like we we're talking about yeah Just i think to, that's cool because a lot of times that the magic of capturing kind of that initial energy is uh it's hard to bring into the studio so when you get to kind of hear the early the early signs of this great song is is very cool and this is on run for cover records who else is on run for cover and i don't i don't know if the band is currently on run for cover i think they're dude i think they're signed at universal okay well cardinal came out on run for cover okay which is a boston-based independent record label you love boston andrew you live there for a while i did yeah boston's cool did you like how I just put upon you that you like that you loved it <laughs> just because you live there? Yeah, I would never, you know, if you ever say that again, we might have some problems, but can deal with it for now. I don't know that I know anybody else on this label except for Mini Trees, who I just found out about recently. Great band. Turnover is run for cover. Love oh, okay. Turnover. That's one yeah. of my favorite bands of the last few years for sure. That's funny because Turnover is, yeah, they've, they've, like, I would love to go see a show that's Turnover and Pine Grove. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be over. Yeah. That would be, be fan- that'd be fantastic. That would be incredible. Do you know about Howdy, the band Howdy? No. Okay. I'm going to play you a little bit of Howdy because I, I, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say that this band had been influenced by Pine Grove just because their, their first album came out in 2017, so it's possible they had never even heard that band but this is definitely a band that has given me those similar vibes 
and is another band that is also just like so good. Every everything that I hear from this this band is killer. like definitely a little bit different in its approach but kind of resonates the same way for me especially lyrically If you're a Pine Grove fan out there, you, nice. you dig more into the Howdy stuff. And one of their members also just put out a solo album, which is also really, <clears throat> really great. Yeah, it reminds me, his voice reminds me a little bit of Radical Face. I've never heard of Radical Face. Well, I would say that's another, uh, another good one to check out if you are into the Pine Grove. Let me just make sure that that's an actual thing and that I'm not being a mom right now. And yeah, Radical Face. Radical Face. Yeah, they're pretty big. I'm sure you've heard some of their songs. This is Charlie Martin, and he's a member of Howdy. Okay. This is a song called September. It just came out off this dude's record it's so good This radical face. Yeah, this is the one that if you've heard one, you would have heard this one, I think. Yeah, this seems to have quite a few plays on the old Spotify. This is a pretty legendary, like, indie folk song. Welcome Home Son. The chorus of this is so good. From Radical Face. Also a very cool album cover. Yes, this also does definitely live in that world. And this is long before Pine Grove, right? 2007. Yeah. I'd love to know what Evan Hall from Pine Grove is a fan of. Like, what are the records that yeah. have shifted his writing? Ask like, his, Does Bright Eyes fall in yeah. that? spectrum somewhere i feel like it has to right I feel like it has to at least yeah at some point yeah this is pretty great just love the claps in the background well Grove Cardinal. I also picked this album just because if people don't know about Pine Grove, I just selfishly wanted more people to know about Pine Grove. Yes. I just think this more band people. is so good. More people should know. And I think that, like you were talking about earlier, I think it has a wide appeal to people that like a lot of different music. So it will hit for so many different folks mm-hmm. as far as checking it out. So, like, if you like folk rock, you're probably going to enjoy this mm-hmm. also yeah i think even if you're like i mostly listen to fucking like country music i think you would be like yeah i like this yeah like, a certain kind of country music yeah. for sure i'll put the links in for pine grove in the in the episode notes if you want to keep up with with andrew here i'll put his tags in the 
in the links there too in the in the notes i guess it's not the links it'd be weird for me to put the links in the links don't do that that's gonna break something that'd be very hidden andrew has some music you can check out i think the only track that we didn't really talk about is this uh the cadmium oh yeah which is another i mean another great song we didn't talk about this one so maybe we'll play the episode out with this song from pine grove off that uh that 2016 cardinal album uh big shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast that link is also in the episode notes so you can get that 30 percent off of uh your first year of membership making their already affordable prices so much cheaper it's like less than 15 dollars a year you can put as much music up on the uh all the things that you want to put up you want to put more blue you music out maybe yeah now, with the, now that i have the discount code probably you better better use it anyways distro kid everybody and uh be good to each other out there thanks for having me dan yeah super fun it's always fun to jump on the mics especially to talk about music this is how we were united it was through music it's true and here we are it's true 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 all right doing the thing and uh that's it. I should.